Welcome back to day 73 of 100 Days of Podcast. Also, thank you for listening to the ad and helping me purchase the coffee. We are currently up to $1.85 as of March 23rd, 2022 at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> so you're getting closer to the $7 goal uh, to, to buy me a coffee. When we get to that goal, I'll make sure to take you along with me uh, to get that coffee. We'll have some fun. Um, I think I, I based this goal on like my average Starbucks order, but I'm probably not going to go to Starbucks because I'd much rather go to uh, one of my local um, coffee shops here um, in Clearwater um, and, uh, and and give them the, the $7. Um, so anyways, we'll, we'll have some fun with it once we hit the $7 goal. So again, thank you so much for listening to the ad. I did update it today. So you got to hear the new ad, hopefully. Mm. (laughs) All things working, you got to hear the new ad today. Okay, let's get back to business. Um, My name's Heather. I'm your host. Uh, We are in uh, part two of our conversation on the book, Divergent Mind, uh, Thriving in a World That Wasn't Designed for You. If you have not listened to part one, which was day 72, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Um, also, I did just double check, like this book was published in uh, March of 2020. Um, so it is a, a pretty recent um, book. For some reason in my head yesterday, I, I couldn't remember um, when it was published. But yes, so it is It is pretty recent. But we're going to pick it up. Um, we're still kind of in this introduction uh, section of the book. And yesterday we had talked about, um, you know, a couple of different things as, as far as like what is, um, like masking and, um, just kind of the basis of, of the book, right? Like what, what got her interested in it. And then the, the next part, she kind of goes into like, it's the section's called neurodiversity, the game changer. And she talks about being on a flight and, she starts imagining that there are more people out there like her. And then what if uh, there were other ways of being in the world that didn't have names or labels? And, you know, just kind of thinking about the interior life that someone leads, not like your outer life, right, that you might be masking, but like the interior life that you have going on inside, um, where you acknowledge um you know, things, uh, she says, let me just read what she says, because she says it better than me. Uh, she says, what if we called one's inner life, um, or I start to imagine a world in which the richness of the human interior, what we call one's inner life is acknowledged and respected in this, with the same awareness of diversity that we see in outer categories of identification, such as race, race, culture, sexual expression, and gender. And then this next part I've highlighted because I really wanted to talk about it. Uh, But it says, if courageous leaders and activists before me had rallied around the importance of recognizing these outer categories, couldn't we do the same for internal categories of identification? Don't our inner lives deserve just as much attention as our outer lives? Having an inner life and an internal emotional world is universal. It's something we all possess. And I 100% agree we all have outer identifications, right? Like she talked about uh, race, gender, sexual orientation, um, sexual expression, culture. Those are things that, that the 
we express to the outer world, but there's this inner world living inside of us that we, that we all have too. And she goes on to say something like ADHD or high sensitivity can show up in anyone, women or men, white folks, people of color, trans and cis folks. Um, you know, and then she says, being the person I am, I rushed to my laptop and started searching around to see whether others were talking about this. And it didn't take me long to find the term neurodiversity, which means recognizing and celebrating the diversity of brain makeups instead of pathological, ooh, word, <laughs> uh, pathological, I cannot say this word this morning, um, pathologizing, that doesn't even sound right, but uh, some as normal and others as abnormal. So instead of categorizing things and saying, oh, you are normal and you are abnormal, neurodiversity, again, we talked about this a couple days ago, it really is recognizing and celebrating the diversity of the brain makeups. Um, It's just saying, hey, your brain is this way. My brain is this way. It doesn't make you better or worse than me. It's just that is your normal. It's not abnormal. It's your normal. This is my normal. And it's, I, I, I like that type of, of thought process about, um, you know, when we, when we think about neurodiversity and that acceptance, um, because it, it's, you know, growing up, you know, definitely, you know, kids with ADHD or, um, other type like dyslexia, um, those types of things. When you know, when I was growing up, and I've had friends tell me this that that are you know that that were diagnosed as ADHD when they were children. Back then, it was seen as um, you know a disability, and you were possibly put in the special education class. And you know, some people got made fun of for those things. Um, you may not have understood why they were in there, um, you know, while, while they were separated and had to go, they had to go to this classroom at this point of the day, or some people were in that class all day long. Um, and, and it made you, it, it kind of started that separation of like, oh, well, they must not be normal, right? They're, they're abnormal. They have to go to the special education class. It, it, started, you know, it kind of started that divide when you're a child of looking at people that way, like, ooh, they must not, they must be, you know, maybe they're less than. And, and I think that now, right, so fast forward, you know, 30 years later, um, you know, going through all of this, you know, it's, it's that change of mindset of like, hey, you know, we, we set those children, um, you know, set those children up in a way that maybe wasn't the best, um, you know, in terms of how the other children saw them, if that makes sense. Um, and I think now if we're reframing the conversation and we're reframing it in a way where it's not, I'm normal and you're abnormal, it's, Hey, these are our neurodiversities. Um, that is your normal and this is my normal and how can we normal together? <laughs> you know, how do, how do we, how do we normal together with our normals? Um, and, uh, and I think it's, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy being 37, almost 38 years old 
in still going through this process of learning and evolving my thoughts, uh, deepening my understanding, um, getting getting better um, at understanding things, uh, being more open to understanding things and, and changing mindsets. And I couldn't imagine if I was 37 and I just had shut everything down and said, I know everything. I'm not interested in learning anything else. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> like, like that just seems so counterproductive to me. Um, like why, if you're here on this earth, um, there is so much to learn and so much to know, like don't stop. Okay. I'm getting off. I'm getting on a tangent. Let me, let me, let me get back to this book. Uh, cause I have a couple more places that I want to talk about. Uh, the next section in her, and again, we are still in the introduction of this book and I'm not going to go through this whole book. I, I may stop after the introduction. We'll, we'll kind of see what, how today ends up. But the next little section is called sensitivity. And she says that sensitivity implies a certain heightened reaction to external stimuli, like experiences, noise, clatter, others, emotional expression, sound, light, and other emotional changes. I'm sorry, other environmental changes. Sensitivity and high empathy are common experiences for many women, but some experiences experience these qualities to more severe degrees. And they remain unaware that they can be hallmarks of Asperger's, ADHD, HSP, which is highly sensitive person, or other traits. Um, and, and she kind of goes on to say that it is interesting to note that all five of these neurodivergences, HSP, so highly sensitive person, ADHD, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, autism, SPD, uh, which is... Um, um, sensory processing disorder. I think that's right. It just, yeah, sensory processing, um, disorder. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Like it left me. So, okay, let me go back. Let me read this whole sentence. Uh, it's interesting to note that all five of the neurodivergences, HSP, ADHD, autism, SPD, and synesthesia often imply some version of melting down. And that's in quotes, emotionally. So adult tantrums, quick appearing migraines, outburst of anger because of the sensory overload. Once we understand sensitivity and its connection to neurodiversity, sensitive women no longer have to walk around with a hidden secret about what they know they feel and experience every day, taking in vast amounts of information um, about one's environment, including the people in it, and um, processing all of that input. The science has finally caught up with our real lived experience and we no longer need to hide in the closet for fear of being deemed crazy, over-emotional, or not academic enough. I really, really love what she, what she's kind of saying there. And then in, in this next section, she kind of goes, let me, let me keep reading because I'll ruin what she says. <laughs> she goes on to say, we will dive into the, and she's talking about in this book, right? We will dive into the worlds of women who have spent their lives masking without knowing it because the way women are socialized to fit in, in quotes, and pick up on social cues, underlying traits of autism or ADHD or other neurological makeups essentially get missed. 
So again, inner neurodiversity, the understanding whereby mental differences are viewed simply as they are and not judged as better or worse, normal or abnormal. So as a society, we need to shift in thought. We need a shift in thought that applies to all neurological makeups, including more well-known ones, such as bipolar disorder in quotes and schizophrenia, but this book focuses specifically on five sensory processing differences with sensitivity at their core. And that would typically be classified as being related to uh, developmental differences with the exception of HSP. Neurodiversity is a paradigm shift that empowers women to come forward, be seen, better understands them, better understand themselves and proudly claim their identities. Yes and amen. Um, I I remember in college. Um, I, I have a my undergrad is in psychology with a minor in sociology. Um, I have always loved psychology. It's always been something that just fascinates me about how people work, uh, like how their brain works and, and how people interact together. Um, and that's why I did psychology and sociology. Um, and if I ever did go back for another degree, um, it would be in IO psych, so industrial and organizational psychology, which is more kind of like the business side of psychology. Um, and I remember, and it didn't dawn on me back then, right? Because this was in the early 2000s when I was in, when I was in college. Um, I, I don't remember it like dawning on me, like reading on this research that it was very male dominated. Um, the studies that we read and in different things and kind of looking back and, and like reading this book and like, it's just kind of bringing that stuff back up for me. Like, Hey, like, women were, were very unrepresented. And like she said yesterday, when we talked about it, uh, women are the lost generation, um, right now, like, you know, people that are like my age and a little older, like we're the lost generation because these things weren't studied. It was just kind of pushed under the rug. It's, you know, um, it's depression or it's this or it's that. And again, so many things, for me, like just coming to light, like making these little connections to be like, okay, maybe those were, cause I suffered from depression, um, in high school, middle school, high school. And, um, you know, maybe that was actually an underlying thing possibly. Um, but nobody ever asked any other questions. They just said, here's some, here's some Prozac. Um, which was being used to treat my migraines as well. Um, and that's Prozac's a whole nother story. Um, yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about that one day. <laughs> um, but I, I just, this is again, one of those things that has truly like kind of sparked my interest to dive into. If you listen to yesterday's episode, I, I told you about the journey that I'm that I'm starting to uh, to go down into trying to you know to to be tested for uh, for some different things. Um, and and I'm going to take you along on that journey. And so whether whether the test comes back and says oh you have this or oh you don't, 
um, I, I am prepared, you know, I'm prepared for either outcome, but more so I'm just, I'm excited to, to understand more about myself. Um, I think after coming out of COVID and like out of the pandemic, right. Um, fingers crossed. I know that there's a, a, a new variant over in Europe, like fingers crossed, like, Oh gosh. Um, that it doesn't, you know, spike, spike super bad again around the world. Um, but, you know, com- coming out of this, I think we've all kind of seen new sides of ourselves over the last two years. We've all started to understand different parts of ourselves. And like, I'm just continually interested in that, just understanding my my brain and understanding the different ways that I think and the different things that I do. Um it just, it's something that I want to continue to, to, to d- dig into and, um, and learn more about. So, uh, um, I hope you're ready to be on this journey with me. Um, all right, we have, uh, successfully hit over 15 minutes, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up today. Um, tomorrow we may, I'm, I'm going to look a little bit more. We may dive into a little bit more of, of Divergent Mind, um, because it is so fascinating. I may just do kind of like pull some parts out of the book that I, that I like, like moving forward. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but, um, until then, um, also first off, it's nine seventeen AM and I'm about to publish this podcast. Yay. For getting back on <laughs> to a morning post. Uh, I cannot guarantee that for tomorrow cause I'm going to see rent tonight. Um, and so I probably won't record tonight. So I may end up recording in the morning. We will just see what happens. We'll see how the day goes. Um, Folks, thank you so much for being here. Again, thank you for listening to my funny. Hopefully my ads are funny. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, Until we uh, hear each other tomorrow, uh, remember that you're loved and you're worthy. And there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.